0: The Health and Fitness Show with Dr. Diane Cooper in association with The Hearing Consultancy. Experiencing hearing difficulties? Book your free hearing test at one of our clinics in Kinnegad, Mullingar, or Tullamore and get impartial advice on hearing aids, ear protection, tinnitus help, and more. TheHearingConsultancy.ie You are very welcome to the Health and Fitness Show here on Midlands 103. I'm your host, Dr. Diane Cooper. And on the show today, we'll be speaking with Willie Highland. He's the owner of Midland Escapes. And we'll also be speaking with Ed Thompson, who's the PRO of Leash Cycling Club. And finally, I'll actually be busting a myth, uh, so a question I got just actually today, on, before I came into the studio, and that I've a- often been asked over my last, my career over the last 20 years, so we'll be busting that myth as well later. I'm joined in studio this evening by Willie Highland. He's the owner of Midland Escapes, which is a new wellness company based in Leash. Willie, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks very much for coming in.
1: Thanks for having me Dan. Yeah.
0: So, so Willie, um, I, I read about your new business recently uh, and it is quite new, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we started in uh, January 2020. So, like for 18 months with the coronavirus, we were very quiet and we kind of wondered, you know, what are we after doing here? But for the last two years, it's been getting busier and busier. So, thankfully, yeah. Uh, yeah, things are going well at the moment, so hopefully they continue in that regard.
0: That's that's great. Yeah, because of course that hap- it happens to all, um, all well, all businesses, but especially like health and fitness businesses and in-person activities. You know, it it obviously they did take a massive, a massive hit in COVID. So I'd say, I'd say the first the first year of business, all right. You might have been thinking, you know, how how this is going to go.
1: Yeah, I suppose, but you just had to like think that the whole country, you know. Yeah. I suppose. Everybody was locked down. Everybody sure. was, you know, there was there was nothing really going on. Yeah, um, I was in a previous job, or I, I was in a in a job with a previous employer that was very quiet as well. Mm. So um, you just, I suppose, we all had hope that it wasn't going to last too long. It turned out it lasted longer than we all thought. <laughs> but um, from a business point of view, it was very frustrating. It was an uncertain time because yeah. you're thinking like you're really keen. You're, I suppose, you have huge plans for the business, and um, you know you can't act on those plans. So it was. Yeah, I'd be lying if I if 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 I, if I said it wasn't. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a nervous time, but um, thankfully, yeah. Look, there's, there's 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 a good there's a good end to <laughs> it. Absolutely, such, you know? absolutely.
0: Yeah. And sure, look, we were all in the same boat, God. Yeah. And anyone who was in those types of businesses, but including myself. But um, so it's a new business. So you you used to have previous employment anyway. Why did you Why did you decide to set up this business?
1: I suppose, Diane, I've always been very entrepreneurial. Um, to be honest, I always wanted to run my own business. Um, if I'm being brutally honest, I suppose I played Intercounty county GA for 11, 12 years, and uh, I felt, you know, that was a huge, with a huge commitment, and it probably held me back with my own ambitions outside of, you know, sport.
0: Sure, yeah. And uh, yeah. I
1: suppose it was from working with the GPA, who were the players' body, that you know they offer great support and help to Intercounty GA players. And it was just a conversation with which with. with uh, with a member of the team where we we spoke about, you know, my, I suppose, my passions and, you know, businesses and and just a general chat. And I suppose we got chatting really one day about, like, you know, having a passion but also making a business from it. Yeah. You know, I have a passion for, you know, sport and outdoor activities. And that's kind of where the concept came from. You know, can you combine something that's, you know, Going to make you know going to make money, I suppose, a business, and also have a passion for it because yeah, you could have a business in the morning that you know is going to make money, but if you don't have a passion for it, you know, uh, I don't think that's a good way to be you know but yeah look you'll make a living but you know you're not going to be happy uh, long term and it's not sustainable so
0: and the other side of that of course is because many businesses actually do start up from passion but, but if you can't make a living out of it then it's I suppose this is with my own entrepreneur hat on like passion is such a driver it's such a driver and it's what gets you up in the morning and it's what gives you the visions and the goals and the dreams and gets you to work all of those unsociable long hours and all of that type of stuff, but also at the end of the day, you have to turn it into a business model. So you know you have to be able to actually support yourself in that. Um, so and uh, and you, it's not just a business. So you're you're turning you know your experiences and all those years that you were involved in that world. And I suppose you're trying to to, to work in it and provide it in a different way to to, to different types of people. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So so Midland Escape are a wellness company with a focus on, on uh, activities. So our we offer corporate uh, corporate wellness packages, group wellness packages, and school wellness packages. So our aim is to empower people to take better care of their health and well-being. Right. So at the moment we can offer uh, roughly sixteen different activities. Two groups will come to us and say uh, we want to. Uh, you know most companies, Diane. Once, twice every quarter, they have a an event for their for their staff. Let yeah. that be um, a barbecue, or in previous times, you know, maybe. Uh, a, a dinner and drinks or whatever it might be but we're trying to come at it from a different angle and say why do you not uh, invest in the wellness of your staff and here's ways you can do it right so for example you know we would offer anything from team building, uh, kayaking uh, cycling, cocktail making, motivational guest speakers so there's a lot of different angles we can come at it from and I suppose the big thing is now for employers is um. Staff retention, you know. Yeah, I was only yeah, speaking sure. with somebody mm-hmm. recently in the HR world who, who who pointed out to me that, you know, t- for somebody, you know, for somebody to change, or for somebody to, it costs twenty thousand, you know, roughly to change a, a a member of staff, you know, because. You have to pay a recruitment company. Let's say, for example, you know the bones of eight thousand. You have to pay. You know, you could invest maybe another twelve uh, training that particular Just individual. Just to say the so training
0: and the time involved in that the as well. Th- yeah, the it's time difficult involved. for business. There's, there's, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no
1: guarantee mm-hmm. that, that that staff member is going to work out. Mm-hmm. So y- you have to, I suppose, uh, make it a more hap- a happier, uh, more productive place to work. Um, and running initiatives with, with with ourselves helps that. You know. Um, staff are happier they're more productive there's less absenteeism um, the morale among the group is good and we find that so some companies you know it was once a year now it's every quarter that they're coming to us you know they're coming yeah. back we're getting mm. repeat business off, mm. off different organisations and it's brilliant they're seeing the benefits of it straight away um, and that's we're, we want to make a difference um, we want to I suppose offer something that, that nobody really at the moment is like you can obviously um, get in a guest speaker or you can maybe get somebody to provide food but we're trying to Basically, do everything you know that 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 any particular company is looking for, you know, and and it's. It's it's going well so far, and hopefully you know um, you know the pipeline is good for this year, and and you know it's 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 really taken off well, yeah.
0: Great. And are are you based? Um, a, a, is it is it a particular county? So Leash or Midlands or?
1: Yeah. So 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 Miriam uh, Harrison, my business partner, came came on board last year. We're both based in Leash. We tend to work out with a lot of hotels, uh, both in Leash and Kilkenny. Um, so the Heritage in Killinard, uh, Ballyfin, uh, the Midlands Park, the Collection. Um, the Lyrat, you know, next uh, and next month we're going to, to Kilishi and A. So we're not just limited to Leash um, mm-hmm. as such. So where um, we can we can travel to site as well. We've travelled to site for some companies as well. So the, the good thing about what we do is you know it's not just limited to a certain geographical area. We can we can travel the country. We are obviously Leash based, but. Um, yeah, we could we could great, great thing well,
0: about yeah. being a niche, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, no, so it sounds like things are going great for you. And kind of, what are your plans for the future?
1: Um, I suppose the, the plan, the plans are to, I suppose, <laughs> get bigger and bigger. You know, employ more people. Um, uh, continue to add to what we can offer to uh, corporates um, from a team building point of view, from an activity point of view. Um, we hope to, you know down the road maybe develop products in the, in the wellness space we're looking to you know um, constantly I suppose develop our facilities let that be um, on hotel premises work with work with hotels to see can we you know maybe add an outdoor aspect to what we do as well mm. On the, in, the, in the hotels themselves as well as you know our outdoor activities that we can offer um, we currently as well we, we, we offer a rental service where we hire out our kayaks our paddle boards our bikes and um, yeah. Look, last year was was a good start, but we want to develop that even more. Um, so yeah, look, there's there's loads of ideas, but mm, I suppose sure. the, the the problem that I Ian sometimes is you have loads of ideas and loads of w- but like if 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 you focus on way too many things, you don't yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Y- you can lose sight of where you're going. So we want to just def- like develop where we're at at the moment. We're very happy with you know the last two years in particular. Mm. develop that even more and uh, kind of then maybe look at at, at other at other revenue streams and that you know
0: what i mean sure yeah and yeah. just when you mentioned the outdoor stuff like we in the midlands um we have fabulous locations for for mountain biking and of course we've even newly developed amazing mountain bike trails um up in Slee Blooms yeah. purpose built like we had the for kayaking as well uh, paddle boarding where do you where do you do the paddle boarding
1: we we do it mainly in Vickerstown or in Castletown yes okay, so that's so our the canal. Too, yeah the canal yeah, perfect, the canal is very yeah. safe yes, um, yeah. over in Vickerstown. Castle Town Castletown is, safe, is safe as well, so it depends really on the group. But you're, but you're right. Like we have mountain bike tracks uh, in Killineure in Bawnree and Killineure in County Leash and also in Kennedy Yeah, but they're, they're out of this world. They are and, incredible. Uh, yeah, they're incredible yeah. and 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 very, you know, very few people. Um, you no, know, people are always surprised when we bring them up there. you know yeah, they, ca- yeah. they, ca- they can't like we we hi- we have a bike service up where people can hire can, can hire our bikes and take them to. We we meet them on, in the car park in in Bonn-Ree. and. Every single customer that we get are, are are kind of raving about it and are asking when can we go again? I remember I had a German customer last year, um he was staying in actually in Roundwood house in outside Mountrat and for three days in a row he booked the yeah. bikes back for three <laughs> days in a row and I was thinking like God, he's surely gonna get sick of it after the first day, but like he just loved it. And uh you're right, and I think I just seen recently where, you know, the signs are going to be updated mm. uh, in, in, in in leash uh, for our tourism sector I know Reg- Regina Dunn has been appointed as the the Leash uh, Tourism Officer as well, so that's that's a well. I, Regina was in Bloom HQ, my Mount Rad, previously, and she's yes, yeah, she's brilliant energy, and I'm really looking forward to what she's going to bring to that to that that role as well. So, like as I always say about Leash, or awfully, um, Diane, like we have everything with, that, with that's needed, with the exception of the sea, and sometimes you know I wouldn't feel comfortable sometimes bringing a group. Kayaking or paddleboarding the sea because it's just too dangerous. It's, it's, you know what yeah, I mean? It's very
0: so, unpredictable. Yeah, 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 we we yeah. have yeah. something
1: like we we ran um, moonlight paddleboarding or last summer, and to be honest with you, it was Miriam's idea, and I had my doubts, but it was a, it was a it was a raging success because it was different it was we have our lights and it's yeah, it's safe yeah. and you know um, the water is deep enough that you can kayak or paddleboard but at the same time it's it's, it's if you do you know unfortunately but with paddleboard and predictor you can fall in quite a bit <laughs> yeah. you know it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. quite safe but you're very you know? safe obviously yeah, you have your life yeah.
0: jacket and everything and it's the canal as well I think to, to be fair yeah. like th- that's the key because it's, it's mm. it would be a very different thing on a river where it's you know even with one overnight uh, rainfall the yeah. river becomes a whole different environment, so the canal is absolutely perfectly suited for the paddleboarding.
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I genuinely, I wouldn't. If, if, if a group came to us in the morning, even you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad keen to bring them to the to the sea. You know, it's just yeah, it's just yeah. too dangerous, yeah, I, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, look, no, I, look, I, I, you know, especially with beginners. You know, we, we have a lot of groups with disability groups. We, yeah, we sure. With, with school groups, we have um look a variety of different groups, and I always, you know, anywhere a leash really is, is 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 relatively safe. You know,
0: yeah, absolutely, and it's it's. Lovely to be able to highlight the facilities that we have, because uh, we on the show in previous times I talked about green exercise and blue exercise. Uh, so blue meaning on or near the water, and green meaning uh, on or in in a gr- green space like mm-hmm. mountains. And the benefits, the, men- the mental health and well-being and wellness benefits. Like you, you talked about that person who did the the mountain biking for the first time. So I, what I would say for those trails is like they're predominantly downhill. So obviously you have to, you know, at some point. get up the hill to go down yeah. the hill but um they are interesting little tracks they're fun the scenery is fabulous you do not have to be a fitness expert to do it you take your time and, and off you go but you know, what you can't, until you see it or experience it yourself, you know that look of when you've come down off a trail and the wild eyes of yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: like how amazing it was and the unexpected joy that you can actually get from it, from something that you mightn't have ever done before. It's hard to explain that unless you try it. So I suppose what I would be saying is because we now have these world class facilities that we never had. Like I spent I spent 15 years mountain biking in the Schlieve Blooms on the regular yeah. Trails, and then all of a sudden these come along, and it the fun to be had for adults and children is incredible. So, um, it's lovely to see the likes of yourselves and new businesses trying to get people out on the trails and experience them because they really are fabulous.
1: Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Honestly, I, I didn't believe it, believe it till I actually experienced them myself. I first went over to Kennedy, and that's amazing, but I, I'm biased as well. And from Leash, I, I think Bonn, <laughs> Bonnery is amazing, I, I think amazing yeah, you know, fabulous. because as you say. You know, but there is a bit of pain and that's the good nice what I love what I love about it is you, you, like for example, the blue trail in Bonry, you kinda you're basically for four K you're climbing. And you know, it's and then you kinda get your award then you're seven K downhill and you're over ramps and you're like you're at the top of you're at the top of leash, you know the, the scenery. Yeah, it's fabulous. Um, mm-hmm. Like the, it's a it's a good workout as well. Like you know what I mean? Oh it's God, so, you uh, get your
0: exercise in <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah. Be
1: yeah. Quite, quite, quite tired after it, and uh, well, that's quite, I don't mean to scare people off, but like you, you know what I mean? It's 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 the perfect workout, um, in my opinion, and it's by far my most enjoyable. I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie, Diane. To be honest with you, you know it mightn't be everybody's cup of tea, but it's. By you far certainly my, do
0: get it though from oh, from the yeah, likes from that, yeah. Doubt, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so uh, Willie, it's. Uh, been fabulous speaking to you. And um, I, 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 like, I can see why. Obviously, you're called a wellness company. Like that, those types of activities make mm. make perfect sense because they're they're fabulous for wellness. But I just want to wish you the very, very best of luck um, in the future. I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more from you. Yeah,
1: thanks a million, Diane. Thanks for
0: having me on. Thanks very much. So I'm joined on the line now by Ed Thompson. He's the Pro of Leash Cycling Club. Ed, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you, Diane. How are you? I'm great. Thanks on yourself. <laughs> Not too bad, not too bad, thank you. Um, now, Ed, so Ed, you are the P.R.O. of Leash Cycling Club, So, which which is, um, it's, I've seen a number of events actually for the club, so there's great things going on. So will you give our listeners just a bit of an intro into, into the club, actually? So what's going on at the moment?
2: Absolutely, thanks, Dan. Yeah, so Leash Cycling Club, we were set up in the mid-80s. At the moment, we have around 50 members about um, men and women and we actually have an olympic medalist in the club gary o'reilly uh, you may remember gary won a bronze medal in the 2021 summer paralympics excellent so within the club we cater for all types of cycling road cycling mountain biking leisure cycling um and at the moment what we do is every sunday at 9am in port uh, outside race ride cycles Three groups uh, set off for their weekly spin on a Sunday morning. So what we have is an A group, a B group, and a C group. So the C group will do somewhere up to around 50 kilometres. Now, some, some weekends it could be 40 kilometres at a pace of around 20 kilometres an hour, which most people would be able to, to, to do. And there's sufficient breaks in between, etc. Mm. The B group will go a little bit faster and probably a little bit longer. Um, so probably up to around... 80 kilometers, maybe in the summer they get close to the 100 at a pace of somewhere in around 25, 26 kilometers an hour. And then the A group would, would be doing probably 100k plus. Uh, somewhere getting close to 30 kilometers an hour so there's something there
0: for everyone very good so yeah I was going, going to ask you um because y- y- you have to one of the things that we, we you try to do in a club obviously is cater for all levels and all abilities so you have that kind of nicely split in terms of um kind of I won't I don't mean beginner so you have like it's so the, the different distances and the different speeds and of course so you've mentioned actually you have men and women are they are we all able ages, Ed?
2: All ages yes, we, but I suppose the age demographic in the club is probably uh, a lot more weighted towards those over 40 mm. um, I mean, and I, I think with cycling in general what you find is that when people give up team sports or, or whatever, that they're playing quite competitively, that they then look to, since cycling or other opportunities or other sports, that's where they're not competing as as, as much as they would have been, baby be paying EA or whatever. So, yeah, probably the HF of Africa is slightly uh, more in the force. But we have some younger members as well, which is good, and we hope to go that. Uh, in the
0: coming years. Very good. And can I just ask you there, because you mentioned like one of the groups there is hitting like the 100k, for example, uh, weekly. Uh, are are you training together for kind of collective events or would your members kind of train together but they also have their own inde- independent things that they might be aiming for? Or, and do you, also would you have people who aren't doing anything competitively and they just like the weekly cycles?
1: Yeah,
2: so look, it's probably a mixture of everything. So like to give you a couple of different examples, um, like last year um, we had uh, club members participating in the, the Midlands Summer League Racing um, and the I suppose they will be primarily uh, people within the A group. You know, they, they, they're going quite fast um, and, you know, with, with the intention of, of winning races. Uh, then you'd have the sportees that say, um, I took part in a few of them last year. You know, you're talking 160k for some of them, but equally just some then at a, at a lower level, that's probably 80k. There was one locally here in the Midlands, uh, Pack Coggan Challenge last year, which had four different routes. I think ranging from in around 70k up to 140k coming out, over over the top of the sleeve blooms so like there was a bit for a bit something for every everyone there you know um yeah. so people will have different goals and different aspirations and so some people want to race, some people want to do the long sporties, just to give themselves a challenge. And then some people just want to take it at a more leisurely pace.
0: Sure. And you mentioned a few different types of, of bikes. So you mentioned kind of road bikes and mountain bikes. And so I assume for, say, the, the, the sessions you've just been talking about, they're on road bikes.
2: Yeah, that's primarily on road bikes. So we also have a mountain bike group that goes out now every Saturday. And as, as, as you would be well aware, uh, between Kennedy and Bonway, there's excellent facilities over there that people don't have to travel too far. And as I said there is a, there's a regular group that goes out there on a Saturday from 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 the club as well.
0: Very good. Yeah, they just, I suppose, while you've mentioned it, they are really fantastic. Like, there's been a huge investment in that area in recent times for mountain bike trails. And where I suppose, in my experience or you know, fitness career, and um, I probably would have spent the first 15 years just kind of doing trail cycling with no, there were no particularly, you know, there weren't those types of mountain bike trails available. Whereas now, like, we see, uh, you know, children, you see everybody, families on them um, and it's re- it's really really great to have them and they're, the big thing is is they're great fun as well.
2: Oh, absolutely! And it's great to have it on our doorstep because I remember myself when I was doing used to do a bit of mountain biking. You were tra- you know to, to hit those type of trails. You were traveling to like the so Wicklow or uh, I think it's Ballyhura down in North Cork, a little bit at the Cork Leamish border. Now they're on our doorsteps and, and very accessible. So you know in what, 10, 15 minutes at you year you're over in Bournemouth and it's great to have us. and You know, it's something we're looking at maybe later on in the year as well is maybe on a Saturday morning that we're going to maybe try some initiative around maybe get club members and non-club members out for a Saturday morning spin out there and the likes of Kennedy or that. Um, to give people the opportunity to see what
0: that's like very 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 good um and it, coming back to the road cycling so uh, you know you, you've mentioned some some distances there that of course for complete beginners are absolutely um outrageous distances you know seriously like you know 40 50 60 70 plus k like they're they're huge distances if you've never done anything like this before now of course they're achievable for anybody once you put the proper kind of training plan in place and obviously with the support of a club as well that's, that's really important have you anything coming up for beginners
2: yeah we do actually we have two things this year um and uh, i suppose one is off the back of what we done last year so last year we done the couch to 50k and i'm delighted to be able to announce that uh this year we're doing the same again so basically what that is is we uh, i mean encourage people of sort of all abilities to join on, on this journey Someone that has maybe has a bike in the attic or the garage and they haven't taken out in a long time or just wants to get interested in cycling and get going again. What we're going to do on, and I can announce it here on your show and thanks for this opportunity, on the 19th of April, uh, which is a Wednesday, we're gathering at 6.30 p.m. outside the ride Cycles to commence the couch to 50K. So basically what it is is we will start an eight-week programme starting at around 10K and incrementally increasing by five kilometres every week to a finale event which is going to be held on a Sunday in mid-June where people will have worked themselves up to 50k. Now, for 50k, it's easy to say that has a number, but to put it into perspective, 50k like cycling from East to be Kenny, mm. uh, you Kenny. Know, so it's, it's, a, it's a reasonable distance, a very reasonable distance. And, and a big achievement, um,
0: to be fair, as well, over eight weeks. like It's fantastic.
2: Absolutely. And last year, we were very lucky we had about 25 people participate in the programme, and um, on Sunday that we, um, I think it was the third, the third of July last year, we had sort of the graduation, as we called it, With 25 people getting little plaques um, and their and, and certificates of achievement. But we had a bit of a family day mm. that day, we had an ice cream van and a coffee van, and over 100 people turned out to support those individuals yes. uh, who completed that journey which was
0: great which is fantastic and um one of the main reasons I take part in these things as well is for the coffee and the ice creams and the food and stuff after like nothing tastes as nice as when you've done oh. your event you've you've had this big achievement you know you've you've you know you've worked you've worked hard for this for a number of weeks there is nothing nicer than having that celebration and it's really lovely to hear that you do that as a club because it is a big thing to celebrate.
2: It, it is, and, and, and like the thing is, this wouldn't have been possible last year without you know a, a couple of people that are probably you know I, I think it's important to give a shout out. One is Lee Sports Partnership, we were very good to us last year. We've made contact with them this year, and they're fully supporting us. There was a couple of businesses that supported us along the way last year, or as also was British Droms and Race Ride Cycles, and they all came together to, 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 to drive this initiative. And you said the family day was absolutely brilliant, you know, and and uh, the way it worked out and young know, people they had a sense of pride even crossing. Mm-hmm. They had a big finish line, and they were crossing the finish line. See the delight and the, the the happiness on the face for for having completed something that they probably thought was impossible eight weeks
0: previously. Absolutely, and just you, you mentioned the family day there. I think I I have been to so many events where the mummies and daddies or the aunties and uncles or whoever they are, they might have been the ones doing the events, but the little ones show up on the day to see. Mummy or daddy crossing the finish line, and and the absolute delight and a uh, sense of achievement and energy and everything that that brings—it's great for the kids to see as well and be involved in.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, and you know what—you're sort of setting yourself your your kids up for something that they could look forward to in the future. As, as as you know, our two young lads and they're sort of looking at themselves, doing some of the activities doing the same. We want to do that, so you can imagine how that works off for other families and that. And, No, it's it's great to see that interest at a a young
0: level. Absolutely. And then just uh, finally, just coming back to that, um, the the, the eight week training programme, Ed. So just to tell our listeners, like, so I'm sure they're all going to be led by people who are very experienced and everyone will be well looked after. Of course they will. Um, But they'll have all of the guidance and everything that they need, even if they've never cycled really before.
2: Yeah, but so there's a, I suppose there's a couple of key points that I, I need to make just you know with the announcements that we're, we're going ahead with this this year. I suppose you know we, we do look for bikes, Harry, and I, I use the term, it's probably, I would have just made up with bike worthy, mm. a road worthy because mm. that's obviously very important from my personal safety point of view. Um, also important with that is that you have a fitted helmet, um, so that obviously a helmet that fits you, a rear light, and some sort of um, uh, it doesn't have to be necessarily a high visibility jacket per se, but something that's quite visible on a bike that you can be seen so that when we're out cycling in a group because that's what we'll be it'll be a group cycle definitely you know safety is paramount to that absolutely so, um, and one other key thing, a spare tube because you never know when
0: you do get a puncture. Don't you always get it at the at the worst time? And of course, yeah. like obviously, the, the, the team, the um, clubs are brilliant because everyone, people can help you out with that as well. We've been speaking with Ed Thompson, who's the PRO of the Leash Cycling Club, and Ed has been chatting all about the club and all about um, an upcoming Couch to 50k event that they have, uh, and all are welcome. But Ed, while I have you here, I'd love Love to chat to you a little bit about your own fitness journey. So um, can you give us an idea of maybe maybe what you're at at the moment or where, where even you came from? How did it start for you?
2: Yeah, well look, uh, I suppose I'm in my mid-40s without saying too much as to what age I exactly am. But um, I suppose back in 2017 um, I had a, a, a moment where I stood on a scale and I was realising I was getting close to 20 stone. And um, And at that stage, uh, uh, a penny dropped, so to speak. Um, And uh, what opened my eyes one day was when I was actually doing a bit of clothes shopping. And I won't say I was necessarily uh, depressed, but I was finding it depressing going mm. for shopping for clothes and suddenly realising I was actually going for XXXL1. Oh. Yeah. Um, and you know, and not only was I paying for clothes, but then I was paying for alterations.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sure. Fun. Yeah, because it you is know. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Absolutely. So, look, I had a, a moment where I had to talk to myself um, uh, through the sport of I suppose my wife, Yvonne, uh, primarily and, and initially I decided to... Get my backside in gear, um, and I joined swimming world. So I set myself a target: um, joining swimming world in September 17 to try and lose uh, about four and a half stone in nine months. With, and that's was to coincide with doing uh, an adventure race. And for your listeners, uh, an adventure race is, is something similar to a triathlon, but I wouldn't be a, a strong swimmer at all. So. Uh, the adventure race has kayaking instead of swimming. So it's basically hill running, uh, cycling and kayaking. So within the space of nine months, I lost the four and a half stone and I done my first adventure race, uh, Quest Lend the Lock. And I absolutely got the bug for mm. adventure racing. Yeah, great um, fun. Mm. So I bought a bike from my local bike shop. Um, and next thing I realised, I was doing more and more races. Uh, Upgrading my bike, um, started uh, getting into longer distances, um, travelling the length and breadth of Ireland, climbing mountains such as Karen Toohu, Patrick and others um, as part of that. And I suppose what I found great was having those races uh, to maintain my discipline for training and watching what I was eating.
0: Yeah, I was so, just about to ask you, Ed, uh, because I, with all, like, I, I'm working with many people for, for, say, the last 20 years, but how important, because you, you undertook a very significant journey. That is, that's not a simple journey to take, and it's a whole different lifestyle, to be honest. It's, it's a whole different way of living your life. So how important is it for you to have goals to keep yourself um, motivated, I suppose, and on track
2: really important um, and I suppose if I give this example that obviously I, I lost the race but then COVID came along mm. and I found myself slipping back into some of my old ways with COVID because uh, with COVID and the country on lockdown that I lost the focus of races um, of going to a race competing and I am competitive even though I, I, I'll never be at the upper end of winning these races I'd be competitive with myself to say I, I, next year I'm going to come back and do the exact same race I want to do it half an hour quicker or whatever sure. it is mm. Uh, and that was the drive for me. Um, but I suppose, as I said, COVID came along, and the next thing, I found myself sitting in So, yeah, for me personally, having those races is, is structurally very important.
0: Yeah and actually just to coming back to what we were talking about earlier before the break like um, I, I even club support Ed like I know with, with a lot of the adventure races you, you can be doing them quite independently and they're absolutely brilliant and I would encourage anyone to give them a try like you can you can do um, very very small versions of them just to kind of dip your toe in and see if you like them but but a lot you, you will you would probably get the bug for it but um, do you find that like the club support as well with the Leash Cycling Club is very kind of important for for um, motivation and to keep you on track as well?
2: Yeah, well, uh, I suppose that was part of the reason I joined the East cycling club was obviously, I was getting into bigger distances and the adventure racing, which means obviously for the, each of the three disciplines, everything becomes that bit longer. And I wanted to improve my cycling. I would regarded myself as strong on a bike, but I felt it could be stronger. Um, so joining the club, to sort of, to, to, to learn some of the tips, the tricks, the advice, and take on board the advice. Cycling in groups, you know, and you know, some of our listeners may be familiar with, you know, how to rotate and, 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 and conserve energy when cycling in a group, because that does happen from time to time, even though you, and in an eventual race it is individuals, so sort of people will share the load. Sure. Like triathlon. It's called drafting. In a triathlon, obviously, you're not allowed to draft, but in eventual racing, they don't mind that. So it's how to share that workload because. You know, I've done some races and the 12-hour races. There's races up to 24 hours out there, which sounds like insanity, and it is insanity because I haven't gone that far. But <laughs> yes, I have to find a way of conserving energy as well.
0: Yeah, very good. Um, so you're, yeah, so you're, a, you're a number of years now into into the races. So, um, so where are you at now, and kind of what are the plans for the future?
2: Well, the plans for this year. Um, I, I'm just coming back from injury so I, I, I hope to be get going now in the next month or so. Um, the big item that I've put in front of me uh, is in September and want to do, or I try to do, <laughs> the Kerry Ultra Light which is a 60k uh, race uh, from Sleem through to Killarney and Cat. so it's up over the mountains. Now, uh, when I say races, I wasn't I to, to tell you exactly what that is. That's for
0: <laughs> I was just going to so, ask, yeah. So it's it's not a cycle. Um, so it's a whole it's that a distance cycle. is a whole different ball game when you're doing it with your own two feet.
2: <laughs> it is, it is, and the closest I've come to it before was a couple of years ago during one of the lockdowns. A friend of mine approached me, and we've done um. We left the Maldon Hotel in Talla to do the Dublin uh, way at four o'clock in the morning under lights. So I've got up to 44k. I, I know what uh, what's in that. So I'm hoping that I can just uh, get my fitness going, get, get out in the mountains, out up in the sea, blooms here get some mileage on the bank and be able to compete in that in September. That so is that, fantastic.
0: Yeah, and, and of course it'll be, hopefully if you get the weather it'll be absolutely beautiful. Um, can I ask you a question Ed, right, so it's it's lovely to have you talking here because you've shared kind of your journey before 2017 and now we see where you're at now and you're talking about all of these wonderful events and all of the training and the long distance and everything. When If we go back to even 2016 could you have ever imagined that you would not only get to this place but, but really enjoy it and really want to continue this moving forward
2: oh no no um, as I said there, there, there was a moment uh, you know that the penny dropped prior to that I, I would never envisage that and I suppose you know to give your listeners an example uh, when I had set my target of losing weight and doing this adventure race I needed not chickened out of that adventure race believing I couldn't do it now I'm looking at races believing I can do it so you know when my mindset has totally changed um, I, I don't see a, a, an option nearly too big for me bar the 24-hour races <laughs> but, you know what I mean as a guy to 12-hour races those long distance. Um, but in 2016 I would never have thought that was
0: possible Yeah because I tell you what like I have um, kind of many years of doing ultra stuff ultra endurance whatever it is kayaking or running or whatever and often people would say to me like they'd say how do you do it but they're coming from a place where they haven't started the journey yet and you know obviously you can be when you hear about all of the things that other people are doing you could be thinking well sure I could be totally overwhelmed and think but sure I can never do that but the point is is that if you just get on the starting line of something and take your time and plan your events and get some help and get some support it is actually possible for everybody
2: It is and and you you know when uh, your listeners may be thinking 12 hour races I couldn't do that and they're probably right to a certain degree but you have to take it back a step you have to look at small goals my goals initially were small and it developed into something else where I got a bug for you have to take your time. You have to prepare. You have to plan. You have to take advice right from others, and that's critically mm. important. Like I remember doing my first race. What footwear do I, do, do, do 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 I run in up the mountains? Yes. Not a pair of runners. You're, you're looking at a pair of trail runners that uh, can absorb the impact on on, on a downhill and things like that. You know and. And so stop you sliding the, all
0: over the place when you're when you're going downhill because uh, obviously the potential for injury is high. But if you've never done these things, you could easily rock up to your first hill run in a pair of runners.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's just small little things. I remember doing my first adventure race and on, on my bike and I was going up um, the, to the Shea Alley car park outside uh, Lara in, in Wingslow and I took a swig of my water bottle and I went to put the water bottle back down. And next thing, the water bottle's is rolling back down the hill because mm. <laughs> I missed putting it into the cage. You know? yeah. So it's just, <laughs> just concentrating and little things like that, you know, and focusing. So small steps is the, is the big thing, you know. Don't if you take small steps, it'll pay off in the in, in the end.
0: Absolutely. Well, I was just about to say, if you were to give everyone just a final piece of advice before we sign off, would would that be it? The small steps.
2: Small. Don't set the goal too big. Small steps, and the, the big goal will eventually come.
0: Excellent. Um, Ed, it has been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. Thanks very much for sharing your journey because I think it will be very inspirational for, for a lot of us. And I just want to wish you the very best of luck. I have no doubt you'll get to that event in September and I hope you enjoy every step of it. Thanks very much, Ed.
2: Thanks, Hannah. I'll just make it just one other point. And if anyone wants to contact us in Leith Cycling Club, there's just the contact details there, leithcc at gmail.com or they can catch us on Least Cycling Club, both on Facebook and Twitter.
0: Excellent. And the very best of luck with your Couch to 50k event, Ed.
2: Thank you very much.
0: So I was chatting with someone earlier on today before I came in to do the show and they mentioned something to me that I've actually heard a number of times over the last kind of 17 years of my career. And they had said to me that they were were trying to lose weight and um, whoever or wherever they were going or whoever was trying to help them with that said to them, well, don't train because if you train or exercise, you will gain muscle and muscle weighs heavier than fat, so you won't lose any weight. So let's tackle that because there, and the reason I want to tackle it is because I've, I've just heard this so many times. So firstly, if we just go with um, some basic information. So if you have a pound of muscle and you have a pound of body fat, they weigh exactly the same thing. So they, they both weigh a pound. Um, so it's not that one way is heavier than the other. They don't. Now, but there are differences. Um, so they're two completely different tissues. They look different, they behave differently, they have different functions. So if we break this down a little bit. So, you know, for for my PhD, one of the things that I did among many tests were we took muscle biopsies from the people who were on our training studies. And um, so let's just have a little chat about muscle. So muscle effectively kind of looks like steak um, and it has many different functions so you can can increase the size of it and you can decrease the size of it so yes if you start training particularly if you do resistance training you can increase the size of your muscle and then if you stop it can decrease and other things that cause muscle to decrease as well over time would be physical inactivity a lot of sitting a lot of lying behaviours and ageing so we can lose quite a an amount of muscle, particularly after our 40s, you can certainly increase the size of it, you can decrease the size of it. And it's obviously it's needed for movement. It's needed to produce strength and produce force. Um, and it also, it, it does many things, but uh, it also is a very important endocrine organ. And what that means is, is that it produces a range of hormones and these can either be health promoting hormones or they can be health damaging hormones, depending on the stimulus that the muscle receives. So, for example, if you move and you're active, you generally get the health enhancing hormones. But if you're very sedentary, you, you can get the other type. Now of course they're impacted by many other things as well but but the moral of the story is, is that you can increase or decrease the size of your muscle and it has very specific functions. Now if we look then towards body fat. So body fat, there there are different types so subcutaneous body fat for example is found under your skin so if you pinch the back of your upper arm generally we're able to pinch a bit of body fat there or if you, you know, on, on the tummy or the abdominal area you'll generally be able to pinch some body fat there. Um, so that's the subcutaneous stuff? It's the stuff that's directly under your skin. Now, we have other types of fats. We have fats that are in muscle. We call it intramuscular fats. We have fats in our blood. We have uh, visceral fats or fat that are around our abdominal uh, internal organs. So you've lots of different types of fat, but when we do biopsies muscle biopsies sometimes you end up um, extracting some fat and it looks completely different it's kind of yellowish Um, it is kind of like for want of a better comparison like cottage cheese so it's not very dense and um, in terms of body fat you can also increase and decrease the size of it as well so muscle tends to be much more um, like it'll, it'll if you have a high amount of muscle mass it'll give you that toned look Whereas if you have a high amount of the um, subcutaneous fat tissue, it it won't look terribly toned. But for for both tissues, you can increase or decrease the size of them. Uh, One doesn't weigh heavier than the other. As I said, if you have a pound of muscle or a pound of fat, they'll weigh the same. But the difference is is that from a toning perspective, I suppose, what we would notice is that um, the more muscle you have, the the more toned you would look. Now, body fat has its own functions as well. So it'll do things like it will give us insulation. So it will help us to stay warm. Um, It will store energy for us, which we need. So it'll store energy that we can use when we need it at a a later date. Um, But it's also a very important endocrine organ too. So it also produces a lull of hormones. And again, these can be health enhancing or they can be detrimental to health. And again, it depends on the stimulus that you give it. So it can be very much impacted by how active you are by the foods you eat and all sorts of stuff like that so to bust my first myth um, one doesn't weigh heavier than the other and this is leading into my second myth so people would say to me oh I've heard you know if I start exercising I'll develop muscle but then if I stop uh, my muscle will all turn into fat Okay, so I've just explained that muscle and fat are two completely different tissues. They look completely different. They behave completely different. You can increase or decrease the size of each, but you absolutely cannot convert one into the other. So you cannot convert muscle into fat. You cannot convert fat into muscle. It is physiologically impossible. So they are two complete myths. And hopefully this little nugget of information has been able to help you navigate those. So, thanks very much for joining me on the Health and Fitness Show here on Midlands 103. A very special thank you to my guests for joining me today. If you've missed any of the show and you would like to listen back, you can find the podcast on midlands103.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. And now for me, I will be taking a few weeks break from the health and fitness show. I just have a bit of a schedule issue over the next few weeks. Um, But thank you very much for joining me over the last 12 shows. And I look forward to being back with you in the next few weeks. So have a lovely weekend, everybody. And I look forward to talking with you soon. The Health and Fitness Show with Dr. Diane Cooper in association with The Hearing Consultancy. Experiencing hearing difficulties? Book your free hearing test at one of our clinics in Kinnegad, Mullingar, or Tullamore and get impartial advice on hearing aids, ear protection, tinnitus help, and more. TheHearingConsultancy.ie